Hello, this is Tim Rausenberger with BrassTenor.com. Today is Tuesday, November 21st, 2017. This is episode 153, Internet Streaming and Net Neutrality. Why today's audio and video are about to become a nightmare. About two years ago, I was the director of a talent show in a public school. This particular show featured the arts, music, dance, and the artwork of the students in the school. There were several people involved in the production, and while I was the director, I couldn't be in every place at the same time. In the auditorium, we had various musical and dance acts, which occurred over a two-hour span. It involved about 30 different acts, and we started with the dancers first. While I was in other locations around the school, greeting people, and discussing the program at length, I was popping into the auditorium every so often before I had to be there for the final hour for all the musical acts. And I was watching the dancers, who were terrific, but I also noticed that the overall production was bumpy. And the main reason for this was I didn't have any control over how the music was going to be played for the dance acts. What I mean by that is the person who was in charge of that component made the decision to play all the music on his phone. The music was being streamed. I don't know how it was being done. It may have been coming off of YouTube or Spotify, could have been iTunes, Pandora. I don't know if a playlist was created in advance. I just don't know. What I know is every single time that a dance act was about to begin, there was an audio problem. It occurred for every act, and it was frustrating, and people were getting somewhat restless as this went on the entire evening. I have never been a huge fan of streaming for this reason, because streaming relies on the internet and the type of connection that you have. Now, before I get into that, I want to share this story because if you are a teacher or you're someone who runs these types of productions, I would like you to know what I did for the second half of the program. And I had made this decision long in advance to avoid the streaming issues with audio and video. When my portion came on, I used an old-fashioned iPod. When I mean old-fashioned, I'm talking about one that has 
absolutely no connection to the outside world. It's essentially a standalone computer. I made a, a playlist and each song was ready to go. No commercials, no interruptions, no hesitations, smooth as could be. But I went one step further. I even had an old, old, old portable CD player. And I had it at the ready, just in case the technology failed. Because if you've been doing this long enough, you know that technology always seems to fail at the time when you need it most. I got 95% of the way through the show, and when I was just about to play the music for the final musical act, my iPod crashed. I don't know what happened. It just powered off. I couldn't get it to power back on. Subsequently had to get it repaired later on. Frustrating. Good news was that I had my CD player ready to go. It never even occurred to me for a second to even whip out my phone and use any type of streaming on my phone. Because not only did the first person have delays with his music at the start, before the act was about to begin, there were moments when the dancers were in the middle of their act that the music was cutting in and out. This brings us to today's topic. Internet streaming and net neutrality, why today's audio and video are about to become a complete nightmare for everyone in the world. Before we go any further, we need to understand what streaming is and what net neutrality is. Because I think that a lot of people have heard those terms before, but there are way too many people who simply don't know what they are and why we have them. First of all, streaming. The best way that I can explain streaming is you open up whatever website, and when you... As soon as it opens up, within about 5 to 10 seconds, you have that annoying commercial that's off to the side. That commercial is being streamed. The way they do it is it's being transmitted to you with the lowest possible quality, but done in such a way that you are able to see it clearly. So it's not fuzzy at all, but it's also not high quality audio or high quality video. Now, the streaming can be different depending on your internet service provider and what your hardware, meaning your phone or your computer, can handle. It is absolutely possible that certain streaming is going to look outstanding. 
it, the picture quality is going to be incredible. You can have both extremes. So if you have that older computer and you're wondering why everything is so slow, I can guarantee you that the audio or video streaming is playing some type of role in that. There are certain websites, and I'm not going to say which ones, that I can't stand going on them. Even though they're very popular and they're important sites in terms of retrieving news, I won't go on them because they are obliterated with streaming. It's all over the place, and it's slowing everything down. And my most of my hardware is not what I would consider to be slow. It's pretty up-to-date. When you stream, the information is coming to you as you're watching it. So what this means is if you have a video that's going to ultimately be 30 minutes long, if you look carefully at the video, there's a, usually a bar that's underneath and as you're watching the video, you may see it, it's usually gray, or it might be another color, but it's usually gray, and you'll see that slowly but surely, it's starting to add information. In other words, it looks like it's loading something. What it's loading is the content in your stream. So if you don't see anything moving at all for a solid 30 seconds, that means that the entire clip, the audio or video clip, has probably already been loaded into your system, which is great. Unfortunately, that's not always the case. And people who decide to run streams and are inexperienced with what they're doing or they try to just put too much to heighten the quality, the stream will be interrupted, the stream will be slow, it may never load at all, you may just be sitting there and you're just, the connection between you and the internet is has just gone into cyberspace and you now need to just reload and hopefully it's going to play. We know this is frustrating. We know this is really aggravating. This adds to anger, this adds to to major amounts of stress for people who are used to I want it now type of mentality. When you stream a song from a place like Spotify or Pandora, you click play and you can start listening almost immediately. You don't have to wait for long periods of time. That's one of the greatest advantages with streaming. It gives you the information you need as you need it, right there on the spot. But there's a difference between streaming and downloading. I, as a teacher, refuse to do things that involve streaming. Unless I have enormous amounts of time to kill and I don't have a lesson that I'm teaching, which completely depends on time. So if I had 15 minutes free in a classroom with no worries at all and no care, and I wanted to pull up a, a video for whatever reason, which now I'm probably going to have to watch a commercial 
I can do that and not have to worry about anything involving the streaming if it does or does not work. No stress. Downloading, on the other hand, is far more powerful because when you download the video or the audio, it's there. The second you click on it, it plays immediately. The only reason that you would have a hesitation with some material that's downloading is something is going on inside of your hard drive, inside of the inner depths of your computer or your, 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 your uh, smartphone, and it's slowing things down for some reason. That's the only reason that downloaded content would be slow. So what's your difference? Streaming, you click on whatever the link is, or the link automatically comes up, and the information is coming to you as you're listening to it, as you're watching it. The downloaded material is already saved on your computer. Think of it as a Word document that you have saved on your computer. The music or video is the same way. It could be an MP3 or an MP4 file, if you know what those are. Now, that ha that's, that's your streaming. And that's the difference between streaming and downloading. When I play videos in my classroom environments, they are almost always downloaded. Now, the drawback with downloading is it takes up space on your hard drive. It takes up space on your phone. It takes up space on the computer. And because of that, if you keep on downloading, downloading, eventually you have no space left. Because some downloads can be very, very, very large. Some videos can be extremely large. So sometimes you have to use them and then delete them. So what does net neutrality have to do with this? What is net neutrality? Net neutrality is very simply the internet. What does that mean? The internet without net neutrality isn't really the internet. Here's why. You've decided that you want to do research on a rhinoceros. So you go to your computer, to your phone, and I'm just going to, instead of saying computer phone each time, I'm just going to say computer. So you go to your computer, you use whatever search engine, most people use Google, and you could type in, what is a rhinoceros? And then the first link that often comes up will be Wikipedia. And you click on that link, and you, now you're, let's say you're on the Wikipedia page, and now you can do all the research and find out everything that you want to know about a rhinoceros, with the understanding that we are assuming that all the information we're reading is accurate. As we know, people can go onto Wikipedia or other sites and you can alter that information or you may not be receiving accurate information all the time. You have to always remember that. But we can get information immediately. 
That's the amazing beauty of the internet. As a musician, and when I say musician, I'm talking about a professional musician, professional educator, I can completely appreciate the internet for one simple word that any classical musician is going to be able to identify with. Groves. The Groves Dictionary of Music and Musicians. The, 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 the Groves Dictionary w was in a set of, of, it was an encyclopedia set that was about 20 volumes and it was really heavy, but it had the answers to everything. It had the answers to everything. Anything that you wanted to know about music, especially classical music, was found in the groves. Once the internet came along, the groves, it just simply wasn't needed any longer. They eventually brought the entire set to the internet and the amount of money they used to charge for those th those sets of encyclopedias and just the concept of the encyclopedia in a library was just simply not necessary. Because it was big, it was bulky, it was taking up too much room, plus a lot of the content could be outdated. In information we would gain in the year 2017 about a rhinoceros... What is that going to, or how are we going to be able to know the latest information we need to know if the encyclopedia you're looking at is from 1995? In the case of the Groves, the editions that the edition that I had, if I remember correctly, I believe that there was an edition that was a, the copyright was in the 1980s. And then there was another copyright for a long time. It was the 1950s. So this was old. What we have with the internet right now is going to cease to exist. You're not going to have it anymore. Because net neutrality means an internet that allows you to have free speech. It enables it. It protects it. This is obviously good and bad. It's very bad because there are irresponsible people who are doing terrible things online, who are engaging in criminal acts, who are doing things that are shady and might be illegal and it's getting to our children and really not even just our children it's getting to everyone because quite honestly if i make a mistake when i type in a specific search for something like the white house if you type in the wrong internet address for the White House, you're going to have a major problem on your hands, especially if you just did it in a classroom. 
because of the content that might be coming up on your screen if you don't type in the right address. So that is the, for to me, the only value for having regulations and rules on net neutrality because there are unseedy, horrible individuals out there in the world. The thing is that I would like to believe that a lot of people that put th who put things on the internet are not terrible people. They're providing good quality information, whatever it is. And we have the luxury. We are so lucky. People do not realize, kids do not realize how lucky, how privileged you are that you have literally the entire world at your fingertips at all times. And I say this to my students all the time. You can go on your phones. If you have an internet connection, you can go on your phone and find out anything at any time. It's two o'clock in the morning. You don't have to go to a library anymore. You don't have to wait until the next day. You can go on your phone now and get, if not the exact answer, an answer that's going to be close to what you're looking for. But here's what the government is looking to do. And I don't discuss politics. I refuse to do it. I don't do it in my classrooms. I absolutely do not do it in my podcast because it doesn't have any place. But you need to understand this is something that the government is looking to regulate. So if you want to be angry at someone, that's who you need to that's where your anger needs to go. It needs to go with the people who are making the decisions because coming back to my the, the title of the, the, the of today's topic, why today's audio and video are about to become a nightmare, an absolute nightmare. Because a lot of your favorite videos that might be on YouTube, they may not be there anymore. They might be yanked right off the internet. There is a person who I have followed. He does a lot of prank videos. He is funny. He's witty. He is thoroughly enjoyable and the things that he's done with his channel are pure genius he is beloved in youtube world he made the decision about i want to say it was about six to eight months ago that he wasn't going to be doing any videos for the for the foreseeable future and he stuck to it how sad how unfortunate a person who is a genius has his very being and all of his creativity is being stunted because he is now fearful that everything having to do with his channel is going to be taken away, that his account is going to be potentially uh, canceled. And he actually said this. He was very open about taking a break. And a lot of other people are just chugging on, but this is eventually going to be taken away. Or the audio and video are going to become a bigger nightmare for other reasons, though, too. 
because there's more to the net neutrality. You see, I mentioned that it enables and protects free speech. True. So now the internet service providers, and you'll see ISP, that's what you'll that's the acronym, Internet Service Provider. Who are those people? Well, they're the big companies. They're the Verizons, they're the AT&Ts, and all of the other other providers out there who allow us broadband service. They that's your wireless connection. That is your wired connection that you receive if you are plugged in with your computer. If you're on your phone and you're looking for Wi-Fi, wireless, uh, a wireless connect, uh, connection, wireless fidelity, then you are connecting to one of those providers. I don't know if you've ever been connected to Wi-Fi before and if you've ever noticed that your phone is really slow. Have you ever had that happen to you before? Your phone is, everything's slow. Everything's really slow to load. Sites that, that load up immediately are taking forever. And you're one and you're saying to yourself, this is the type of connection I'm getting when I have bad service or no service and you look at your bars but then we think of the wi-fi connection and we wonder why it's slow the reason it's slow well two possible reasons one too many people are on that wireless network at the same time and the network can only handle so much or two that provider and whoever it is that has that wireless network has one that intentionally is giving you slow service intentionally. Net neutrality with the rules and regulations they are proposing, they are going to do the same thing to everyone. It's going to give all of the companies the right to decide how fast or slow your connections are going to be. And there are going to be all different types of factors. This is the best analogy I can give you is you picking up the phone and before you well you get a dial tone if you're calling on a landline which is for those of you who don't know what a landline is that is a phone that is connected by wire so if you pick up the phone you get a dial tone if you pick up your cell phone your smartphone you don't get a dial tone you just dial in the number and then you wait a little while and then it eventually says you're connecting imagine Dial tone or no dial tone, you're about to go dial your number. And right when you finish dialing the number, and I'm not saying that this is going to happen. I hope it doesn't. You're about to dial the number. And right when you go to dial the number, somebody comes on the line and they start asking you 20 questions about who you're calling. Why are you calling them? Why are you calling at this particular time? Who are you? What's the name of the person that you're calling? And they start asking you a million and one things. Would you enjoy that? Would you enjoy if someone is now listening to your entire phone call? 
which actually, if you get right down to it, we already have technology or digital fingerprints. That is, every single time you go onto the internet, or I shouldn't say fingerprints, I can actually say footprints, every single time that you go onto the internet, a mark is put, there is a tab that's put, and it's always remembered by the internet service provider. The, the provider knows, or the computer that you're on, always saves everything that you visited for the life of that particular computer or that phone. Well, with phone calls, I think we would get pretty aggravated if our privacy was being violated. That's ultimately what's happening with net neutrality. Net neutrality is not something that they are enforcing. Net neutrality is something we already have. That's what a lot of people don't even understand. They, they hear the term, but they don't even know what they're talking about. Net neutrality is something that's already in place. It prohibits, it simply does not allow these big companies to determine what we can do, where we go, what we can say, etc. And like I said, the platform that the government is touting and what the internet service providers are going to tell you is this is going to allow us to be more competitive. This is going to allow us to give you even better service. This is going to allow the internet to be safer. I could not disagree more. I couldn't disagree more. I don't think there's anything that's horrible about what they said, but the thing is that they're not telling you the entire story. They're only telling you a very, very, very small fraction of 1% one, of, 1 of how the rules and regulations are going to affect everyone. And it all comes back to the audio and the video. Because if you are someone who enjoys watching videos, or you are someone who enjoys streaming audio, prepare to have your entire world turned upside down. And it may happen sooner rather than later. Because the internet service providers, if this all does go through, the internet service providers are going to have complete and absolute control over all of it. And I would even go so far to say that if you decide to become argumentative, I can see them taking it away from you. I think that, that that's where we're heading right now. It doesn't matter if you are someone into politics, what side of the aisle you're on, Democrat or Republican. In a word, this is wrong. This is wrong on every single level. This is, that there is, there's of course the reference to Big Brother. And for those of you who don't know what that means, it refers to a type of society where everybody is watching anything and everything you are doing. 
And that's essentially what's happening now. But they have even, they're going to have even more control. And what is it, what's the reason for it? Because of morals? Absolutely not. Money. It's all money. And it's all money that's going to the richest of the richest of the rich. Because we don't have tens of thousands of internet service providers. There's only a handful of them. And if you've noticed, they're all competing against each other to try to get part of the market. They're trying to get all get your business. And they've all been struggling to try to figure out what's going to net them the most money. But here's the problem that they ran into. There's only so much internet and what we call the, the broadband. There's only so much that you, they are able to provide. It can only go so fast. And it gets to be expensive. And they know this. It's kind of like phone numbers. I remember having a fantastic discussion with a very good friend of mine who is also a professional musician and someone who was has always been very, very tech savvy, going all the way back to the 1990s. He's always been on top of everything. And I remember having a conversation with him this was probably about 20 years ago. And I remember him saying when fax lines started to come out, where the, the, the whole reason, by the way, for people who don't know why fax lines even exist, faxes need to have separate phone numbers because the information is being transmitted over the phone line. That's how early computing used to work. The early computers, we've heard of AOL, America Online. The earliest providers had to do all the communication over the phone line. Well, this was a problem if you were somebody who, we didn't, we didn't have smartphones back then, so if you wanted to talk on the phone, you couldn't do two at once. If you have only one phone line, you have to either talk on the phone or you used it for your computer. Well, if you started to become addicted to the computer, like I was back many years ago, and so many of my friends were, you needed to get a second phone line. So for the longest time, I had two phone lines. I had one phone line, which was simply dedicated for computer use and to be able to receive and send faxes. And then the other one was to make phone calls. He was very worried because we were going to simply run out of phone numbers. There weren't going to be enough. That problem has now been alleviated because... The whole idea of people having to have two phone lines, it's not necessary anymore. Most people just don't need that. They only need one. The problem is that with net neutrality being compromised, it's going to affect everything that you do with your everyday lives. If you have a, a, a game that you enjoy playing, for instance, you play a game where you play against other people. It might be in the same room. It might be against somebody 
on the other side of the country. If these rules and regulations go through, expect your game to be running much slower than usual. And then at times it'll be running fine. And then at other times, it's not even going to work at all. Because your phone is going to have problems connecting. Or because of some types of limits that have been put into place, things are going to be affected. I knew this was going to be a massive problem about a year ago. <laughs> because until a year ago, the company that I have all of my uh, service with for my smartphone, and I'm not going to say what company it is, but I was actually grandfathered with this particular company. I was able to have unlimited everything, and I paid a lump sum every month. And for years, they kept on saying, no, you should go to this plan because you're not using this, but you're using this, and you're not using this, and you're using this, and I kept on saying no. I kept on saying, I don't want to give up my unlimited everything, and that included unlimited data. And about a year ago, they informed me, we have great news for you. We have great news for you. We are now going to give you everything you currently have for flat rate, which was cheaper than what I was paying. And I remember I asked them a million questions. I kept on saying, okay, I need to, to know that I still have unlimited minutes for, for phone calls because I still make a lot of phone calls to people. I don't just have conversations through texts. And yes, speaking of texts, I need to make sure that I still have my unlimited texts and unlimited data is extremely important to me because I will have moments where I'm in areas that I cannot connect to Wi-Fi or the Wi-Fi is exceptionally slow and I need to transmit large amounts of information. And I remember the person on the other end who, unfortunately, because of this clueless twit, it crippled me because the person said that nothing would be affected at all. And I wish I had recorded the conversation because what wound up happening was I didn't have to use my mobile hotspot. The mobile hotspot is when you enable your phone to basically be an internet service provider for others. You can allow others to connect to your phone to access a wireless connection. And I used my mobile hotspot. I never really gave it my information out to anyone else for them to use. It was always something that was private, but I used it to transmit information from my computer. So if I was staying in a hotel somewhere, I wouldn't have to get their lousy internet connection or pay through the nose $10 a night or whatever it was to access the, the, the internet connection at that particular establishment. So the mobile hotspot was really important to me. Well, I guess it was about two months ago I was playing in a musical group and we're to the point now where we rely on the internet during our performances, not for our cell phones, 
but we all use some form of tablets or computers, you know, laptop computers with detachable screens. So you're able to take all of your music and take all the original music you have, you can scan the music in, and then everything is right there, and now we don't have to worry about the aggravation of flipping music and losing music and things getting destroyed and everything's just on one tidy screen. Well, sometimes in the middle of the, the gig, I would need to send a piece of music to another member in the group. So what I did was I allowed the entire group to use my mobile hotspot. After all, I had unlimited everything, and I was told by my company that I had unlimited everything. Well, it turns out that was a complete lie. Because here's what happened. The company had already started taking steps, not so much with the net neutrality as uh, and the rules and regulations they're planning on putting into place. But what they did was they decided to give you a high-speed connection up to a certain amount of what they call gigabytes. That's the amount of information that could be transferred, the, tra the transmission of your data. And they would give you certain X number of gigs, and I'm not going to get into all that. Most people don't even know what a gig even is. So what I what I did was I was at this this event, and all of a sudden my my uh, my friends, my my uh, the, the the people that I was playing with, they said to me, uh, "We we can't connect," or the connection is really really slow, and I didn't know what was going on. As it turns out, there was a limit that had been enacted, and they never told me about it. And they swear to this day that they did tell me during that phone call. I know that they didn't because I know if they had they, the person said that to me at the time, there's no way I would have accepted it. As I have come to now find out, if I didn't accept it then, I was going to be forced to accept it. That's right. I was going to have no say in it whatsoever because now... All of these companies are coming down with the big proverbial hammer. And they are going to start dictating and telling you how things are going to be. How does that feel? How does that make you feel? That you are now going to be told what you can do with everything relating to technology. Like I said... There are many things that are going to be compromised. There are many things that are going to make people extremely angry. And the stress levels are going to surge with so many different things relating to net neutrality. Who are people impacted the most? I have to believe anybody who is does any type of video over the internet, because video involves audio as well. It's not just the video because you're not just showing a video without sound. So anybody who produces videos, but the other people that are going to be heavily affected, gamers. Those are people that play video games over the internet. The way that you do things now is going to be heavily compromised. And I give all the credit to my students. I'm so proud of my students because so many of my students who are very much into video gaming are fully aware of the insanity of everything involving net neutrality.
and how they're looking to just completely abolish all of it. They know that their lives are going to drastically change. And I understand that there are going to be some people who are going to say, okay, well, that's good. You know, those kids can finally get outside and play for once. Okay, yeah, but go easy on that. Because I can tell you that when I grew up, video games were a very, very big part of my life. The computer was a very big part of my life. And playing outside was also a very big part of my life. So I don't disagree that children need to do things other than their smartphones. I get that. But the very idea that you're going to take everything exactly the way that we know it, and you're really going to strip it down to bare bones, it's wrong on every single level. Your internet connection, your broadband internet service is now becoming a utility. It's a utility, just like Simply getting power to your home or heat. That's what it's becoming. It's going to be a utility. And you know that if your utility stinks, you can switch utilities. But there are some places where you can't switch utilities. There's only one place where you can get your power. There's only one place you can get your heat or your gas. And that's going to be the case in a lot of places around the country. In a place where I live, like New, the New Jersey, New York area, I'm not going to be, I'm going to be affected, but I'm not going to be affected nearly as bad as Nebraska, Utah. I mean, there were parts of Utah, when I did my cross-country trips, there were parts of Utah that didn't even have any, any internet service at all. And the places where there, there was service, it was already poor. I can't even think what it's going to be like now. But I come back to the audio and the video because I think when you now look at technology, technology ha in terms of audio alone, that is listening to songs, listening to music, the technology alone is now geared towards the internet because you need to have that type of connection. You have a company like a Spotify, like a Pandora, that relies solely on the connection of the internet. Yes, I understand that it's possible with advanced versions of those, you can download it, but we get into that hairy issue that I mentioned before. You're going to run out of space on your phone. Then what? They have completely weeded out mp3 standalone playing advice devices the few that are around are very very difficult to obtain and what i'm talking about is an old-fashioned ipod an old-fashioned mp3 player that does not require the internet it's the sole reason i got that thing i got that just because there might be a chance that this could happen. And I'm the type of person, the whole reason I decided to get my old-fashioned iPod that people laugh at me and they can they can laugh all they want until they can't get songs when they want them right away. When I want my songs, I can play them immediately on my iPod. 
I don't have to I don't have to be searching around and waiting. I can press a button and it's playing right away. Now, like I said in my story at the beginning, did it crash? Yes, it did. How many times has it crashed before? Very, very few. That was a, a fluke moment, but it was it, it just goes to show how technology can fail at any given time. But when the technology can't even function because it's relying strictly on an internet connection, that's a problem. That's a really big problem. And I am very curious to see how companies selling phones and selling computers moving forward are going to be able to promote their products. Well, maybe it won't be that hard because too much of our our the, the public in general is so uneducated and they're not willing to learn. The sad reality is this particular podcast has so much information which would help the average person. Because I've kept everything as much as I can into layman's terms. That's what I always try to do with my podcasts. And when you pull up something like, if I were to pull up right now, I'm in front of my computer. If I'm to pull up net neutrality, and I am to read, and I'm just going to find a few things here. Okay, so for instance, if I read this having to do with something called Title II, which I don't even know what Title II even is. After a decade-long battle over the future of the Internet, in 2015, the FCC adopted the net neutrality rules based on the Title II of the Communications Act, giving Internet users the strongest protections possible. Yeah, but what are those protections? You don't see them anywhere. Now, you have to click to another website to find out what those protections are, and when you get it, my guess is going to be, as soon as I open it up, it's not going to be user-friendly, it's not going to be easy to understand, it's going to be a huge amount of jargon that makes no sense to the average person. Title II gave the FCC the authority it needed to ensure that companies like AT&T, Comcast, and Verizon can't block, throttle, or otherwise interfere with web traffic. Okay, well, that's one component of what Title II is. There are other things that, what the definition of Title II. But that's going to be gone. Technology is going to completely change as we know it with these rules and regulations. See... These people knew what they were doing when they were were proposing this legislation. And again, it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on. There are going to be people who like the idea of net neutrality because it's going to... It's going to have an, an impact on the negative things going on on the internet. I can tell you for sure, having had so many discussions with people who work for Google, that the one thing it's not going to affect, it's not going to affect people who are the really bad people in this world that are hacking into our technological infrastructure. And what does that mean? That means the bad dude that is in some country really far away from the United States 
and has nothing else better on his or her mind than to completely destroy our technological lives and cause YouTube to crash and Google to crash trying to keep up with these people who are compromising our technological way of life. You look at something like 9-11. Now, that was 16 years ago. When 9-11 occurred, everything, was, everything that was relating to technology was crippled. Internet connections didn't work. People couldn't make phone calls. It was sheer panic. Now, that was 16 years ago when that occurred. Things have come a very, very long way. But if you look at all of the destruction that was caused, not even just the physical destruction of that structure, the World Trade Center, but you look at the havoc that was created, that's not going away. Because the, the bad dudes out there are going to find a way they are going to find a way to still cause problems for the rest of us. And in the meantime, our internet connections are going to be slower and slower and slower. This is going to have one of the biggest impacts on us that we may have ever seen. And I think that almost no one knows about it. Because, yeah, it was a big deal. And just like a lot of things in the news, it was a big deal for a little while, and now it's not even that big of a deal anymore. If you go on to most news outlets, things about net neutrality, well, you'll see an article or two about it. It should be blown up as the top news article every day. Every single day. That's how big this is, and this is how much this is going to impact our entire world. We haven't taken steps forward. Don't let anybody convince you that that's what's happened here, that we're moving forward. We haven't moved forward at all. We couldn't possibly take more steps backward with this asinine thought of regulating and controlling the internet. Because all of the intentions by the people who are involved are not things that are benefiting you or me. They are benefiting them, and they're benefiting their pocketbooks and their wallets. Just like everything else in the world, it all comes down to greed. It all comes down to money. As I will paraphrase George Carlin in saying that there's a club, and we're not in it. And... This club of individuals simply, they simply do not care about how much this is going to impact the rest of us. Because as long as they have the money, they are going to be able to do whatever they want. And the rest of us are going to have to suffer. And I'm sorry, but we can hate so much of what smartphones and the internet are all about. They are now a way of life in 2017. Texting is a form of communication. 
Using social media is a form of communication. People do not talk on the phone to each other like they used to. And do not give me the baloney, oh, this is going to get us talking the way that we did back in the 1970s. Really? Really? Is that the platform that you're going to go on? I'm not buying it. And the rest of us shouldn't buy it either. As always, the idea and the reason that I present these podcasts is to educate. Please, the best thing you can do As I say with all of my podcast episodes, share this information. Implore them to take the one hour of their life and listen to this. I don't have all of the answers. I probably said some terms here that you may not even understand. And if you didn't, look them up. Check them out. (laughs) Or I should say, check them out before your internet connection runs out. We are entering 2018, and if big changes are not made, we may as well be entering the Dark Ages. And my friends, that is downright scary.